Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton. And we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the Science and Spirituality Podcast. Uh, this is Chris. I'm here with Kevin, as usual. Um, so today, Hassan, dude. Uh, so today, we wanted to talk about this idea of toxic positivity. Now, I just wanted to start out with the definition of toxic positivity that I found on Google. It says the phrase "toxic positivity" is the culture of portraying yourself as being happy no matter what. You're basically switched off to anything which might be viewed as negative. It's also the idea of encouraging people to always see the bright side and not open up about anything bad. Now, I think when we hear this, we, and especially if people spend a lot of time on social media, we have a, like we resonate with that idea if we spend enough time on social media because we see people, we see pages where all they do is push positivity and you never see any negative side of what's going on in their life or any negative experiences or thought processes that they have. And when we get stuck in this culture of toxic positivity, uh, well, a lot of bad things can happen, which is what we want to get into on this podcast. Um, but I just want to start out with saying that when people are positive all the time, um, or when you see people positive all the time, it makes you feel like you're flawed for having any type of negative experience or any type of negative thoughts. And for a person like myself, who's prone to anxiety or prone to depression, this can actually spiral and make things worse. Yeah. And also what I want to say is like, you were just talking about the social media, just to really paint the picture here clearly is that I don't think it's wrong. Like say if a page or maybe so much a person that's a bit different, um, like always sharing positive things, but like, that's also really kind of what social media is for. It's like mm -hmm. most people not only not feel comfortable, but it's not really a place to share. Like, like I'm having a bad day. Like, or I, and maybe for some people it is like, it's just how you use it. But for the most part, like the culture is sharing things of like highlights, you know? And so it's not like it's wrong like that. I don't think that needs to change. I think what needs to change is our perspective of what social media is and our use of it. So it's right. like, if, if you're going there and you're not consciously realizing that that's just a highlight reel. And again, it's not wrong for being a highlight reel, but to just have your perspective right that this is not all there is, that there is, you know, things that happen that are challenging in life. There's, you know, things that we might feel negative about or feel badly about. And that it's like most people, when they feel that way, they don't express that because we're mm -hmm. not taught to express it. We're taught to suppress it. And that's actually part of what we want to talk about. I think that's a big part. Yeah. Um, and that's just tendency, but that tendency is actually detrimental over time if we keep going down that path of just suppressing and saying oh no i shouldn't be negative or I shouldn't think that way i should just be positive um but yeah i just wanted to paint that picture about that social media first so that yeah uh, you have the pro proper perspective no that, that that's a good distinction because i mean i've had people and maybe you've had people to reach out on instagram being like how dude so like, positive how, yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> and then like my first thing is like yo i'm not you yeah, know, like from and I mean from experience, Kevin, you know me better than anyone. Like, there's a lot of times, even like this past week, where 
I'll have like two or three days or like even a week where I'm just down in the dumps, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's, it's not about being positive all the time, but again, like there's a good perspective you brought up there because when we're on social media a lot, we can, we can fall into the trap of thinking that everyone else's life around us is always super happy and positive. But in reality, everyone goes through certain things and everyone has certain negative experiences and Negative experiences, as we've talked about, and negative thoughts, as we've talked about on this podcast before, actually have value to them if you view them as information. Yeah. So if you're having negative thoughts about something or if you're worried about something, you could say, why am I having this negative thought? What kind of belief do I feel about this or about myself that is leading me down this path? And you can use it to um, self-reflect and use it as information. So it turns out that sometimes negative thinking isn't bad. Yeah. And it's actually good in some ways. Like it it depends on your perspective. And we actually have an entire episode that was recorded back in November. So you might have to scroll back through these episodes to find it. But the title of the episode is literally called why negative thinking is actually good. Mm -hmm. And it's good because of what you just said, Chris, that it's information and we can use it. But most people suppress it. Most people mm. suppress and saying, I shouldn't be thinking this way. Like if you've been studying personal development or positivity and realizing that your thoughts create your reality, a part of it could be like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to create more negativity. So like I shouldn't mm. be thinking this. It's not good, but it is good because it's coming up for a reason. There's, there's something there that needs to be healed. There's something there that needs to become aware of so that you can shift and change to then live a more positive life. But that negativity is actually there for a reason. And an analogy that I always keep in mind and I share this with my clients is our emotions and therefore our thoughts. So our thoughts are connected with our emotions. They're like a beach ball. If you take a beach ball, you're at the beach, you're in the ocean. Uh, you the try at the beach. <laughs> you're there, you're in the ocean, you have the beach ball. If you try to submerge that beach ball underwater, you could hold it there for quite a while. And but one, one of two things will happen. Either you'll get tired like literally physically tired of holding that beach ball underwater and it'll pop back up or you'll literally just get distracted or bored and just say, screw this. I don't want to hold this beach ball under the water anymore. Like I want to go, you know, body surf on a wave or whatever, or go lay in the sun. Like you get distracted. So like the, ball, the beach ball pops up again. So our emotions are, our, our thoughts are like that. If we try to suppress those negative thoughts, those negative emotions, those things that seemingly are bad, then it'll, like, it'll just go deeper within. And eventually at some other point, we're, we're not going to be thinking about like, you know, suppressing it anymore. We're going to get distracted, whatever. Like we're going to get tired of holding that down and it's going to blow up in our face. Mm-hmm. And, like it comes out as anger and frustration and just rage. And like these, these emotions that are the, uh, the, like, it's like a momentum built to then up to those emotions. And it's not good for anyone. But if you acknowledge those thoughts, those emotions, as they come up, you can use them as information and actually evolve because of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to the idea too of like, when you break down the word emotion, it's energy in motion. Mm. And when we don't allow ourselves to feel negative thinking or negative thoughts or negative emotions, that energy is not in motion and it gets stuck and it gets pent up somewhere. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, but there's been times where, um, you know, you feel angry and you go into a room and whack a pillow or throw something and you feel so much better. Yeah. 
because you're allowing that energy to move through you in some way. And, you know, maybe hitting a pillow or throwing something across the room is not the healthiest way for you to do it. Or maybe it is like, I don't know. It depends on how you feel. I hope you're not hurting anyone. You know, it's, you're screaming into a pillow. It's fine. Um, but that energy has to move somehow. And the beach ball analogy is great because it, it gives a visual for that. Like if you hold it down, eventually it's going to blow up in your face because you can't hold those emotions down for, for that long. They're going to transmute into something else. The energy has to go somewhere. So maybe you'll get sick or your digestion is going to get messed up or you'll run a fever or something like the energy has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so being able to express that is, is the way to go for sure. Yeah, exactly. So kind of going back to the title of this whole thing, toxic positivity, which uh, just for everyone hearing, like this is the first time, honestly, I heard of it literally today. Um, Chris brought it up and it, I, I know, again, I teach my clients and I coach my clients through this experience, but I've never heard of it as toxic positivity. So I want to talk just briefly more about that because like, I think what we just talked about is like, it's very clear. It's right there, but like, how do we transform this positivity that is that does become toxic, right? Because positivity still has immense value, but how do we make sure that it's not toxic? How do we make sure that it is a healthy version mm-hmm. of positivity? So yeah, um, let's well, dive into that. Like, yeah, what would you yeah. say? I, well, I think the first thing is acknowledging that there's such thing as toxic positivity, like mm-hmm. it, like having the the awareness that that's that could be something that you're doing. Yeah. Like, like if you, so if you go through life and you, and everything has to be positive or like when something negative happens or you feel some negative, like emotion well up, you're like, Nope, like happiness, happiness, positivity, ha- like all that stuff. You know what I mean? That, that could be a sign of, of that toxic positivity because you're not allowing yourself again to feel those emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I think the awareness that toxic positivity is a thing. And then also number two, the awareness that your negative emotions or your negative thoughts are there for a reason and start to dig into the reason why they're there rather than just push them to the side and immediately start thinking about positive things again. Yeah. So when you get wrapped up in this toxic positivity culture, you can feel like when you're not being positive, something's wrong with you. Yeah. And then that could wrap you up more and more into it, feeling like, oh, I got to be positive. I got to be positive. But it's about acknowledging that you're a human being and as a human being, there's a range of emotions that you're going to go through. And the more that you can honor them and the more that you can sit with them and ask why they're there, the, the easier it is going to be for you to come out of them with more information about yourself and then happier in the long run. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think what you're touching on is like really goes into also like what I was sharing before is that it's these, these things that come up is how you evolve. Mm-hmm how you grow, you know? So like, and I think that this is, especially I would imagine someone listening to this podcast, this is not new information that we grow and evolve through uncomfortable situations. And, you know, when things come up like that are challenging, but it's really to go within and look at our own patterns or how do we deal with these things when they come up? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking for myself, like when I first got into this whole realm of, of personal and spiritual development, I, I thought that I had this down because I intellectually understood this, but there's a whole nother range. And I I know now after seven years of really doing this work that I know I have much more to go myself and that it's infinite in terms of how much we can grow with this. But what I really realized was that even though I had it in my head that this made sense, I still would spend hours, if not days trying to suppress the negative thoughts and emotions and just try to be positive. Mm -hmm. Even though I had in mind, it's like, oh, this is for my growth and evolution. 
like I was still in a subtle way, like, and I wasn't unaware, I was unaware of it to actually just suppressing it. And so I think it's a, it's, it's an evolution of itself that we grow in how we deal with it when it comes up so that we spend less and less time in trying to suppress it or beating ourselves up for even having those negative or those negative thoughts or negative emotions. Cause yeah. there's that time frame in within, and we all have patterns of how long we spend in that time frame. Like it could be days, could be weeks, it could be hours, whatever it is. Like, but just what's that next step for you? What's the next level for you? How do you want to, to collapse that time so that you're accelerating your evolution? Mm-hmm. That's what I believe we're all here for is to, to grow and, and master, honestly, our emotions in our life so that we can transform these, these times in our life when we feel negative or think negative thoughts so that it does then turn into a healthy version of positivity way quicker. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the 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 allowing yourself to feel those moments of negativity and, and allowing yourself the freedom to have negative thoughts once in a while, it makes the times when you actually are happy and feel positive so much better mm-hmm. because you have parity to to compare it against. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't, if you, you wouldn't know what true happiness felt like if you never knew what sadness felt like. Yeah. So it's like denying those like those parts of of yourself and those emotions. And just to bring in real quick something about Chinese medicine, like what we were taught, like when we're in our training is that like emotions, they're not, there's no such thing as a good or a bad emotion, Mm. like anger, frustration, depression, like all those emotions have their place. It's like, if you, for example, found out that someone really close to you passed away, like it would be weird if you were super positive, Mm. like you need to allow yourself to feel certain things and feel certain emotions. And it's just part of being human. Yeah. I think that's important to, to bring up. Dude, that's actually a really good point because, um, and this is actually what we were just talking about as for another episode of like who you really are is like not your patterns, not your thoughts. Like you're more than that. You're the spirit. But like what you just said, that's our human side of us. Like, yeah, I think that's why, I think maybe that's where toxic positivity comes from in some cases where it's like, you're so spiritual that it's like nothing is phasing you, but like you're denying your human, your humanity that it's like, you're not allowing yourself to be in the human experience. You're way too much in the spiritual. And I think we've all know this stereotype where someone's like, so spiritual It's like, everything's good, man. Like we're good. Like mm-hmm. just so in the air, like head in the clouds that it's like their feet aren't even, even on the ground. And it's like, they're, they're not human. They're not there. And so that's, I, I think there's that, that, that balance, not even balance, but harmony that has to come in that in certain times of your life, you're going to be in the human experience more than say the spiritual experience. And that I believe really does grow you spiritually as you gain more of a mastery of your human experience and honoring these things that come up. Yeah, no, dude, that's a hundred, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. Like if you're like, if you're positive all the time, like you don't, you don't learn how to navigate when you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's important to be able to emotionally and like regulate yourself. Like there's going to be times when you feel sad, but how do you work through that? You yeah. know? And I mean, when I brought up the story about the emotions, I was in class once and my teacher was, was talking about one of her friends and her, uh, I think it was her mother died, like passed away like the week before. And so she went, she was like super sad, like crying, like very depressed. And she went to the doctor and the doctor gave her an antidepressant. And it's like, nah, dude, like her mom just died. Like, you're allowed to be sad. Yeah. Like being sad is not a bad thing. And I think that's also part of just the culture that we built to around part of it's social media, but then also I feel like part of it's around mental health and mental illness where Mm. 
we, it's, it's gotten a lot better where people are actually, they feel more comfortable bringing up the fact that they have a mental illness. Yeah. But then I also feel like we need to be careful that like being sad doesn't mean that you, you that anything's wrong with you. Yeah. Like, you you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're allowed to be sad in certain instances. And just because you're sad doesn't mean you need to run to like get medication or run to a therapist or like, I'm not saying therapy's bad. I think everyone should, you know, go to therapy because it's really good. But I'm just saying like, not to demonize those feelings and those thoughts that you have because you feel like you need to be happy or you need to be a hundred percent okay or there's something wrong with you. And so I think that's like a really big key and really important for, for people's mental health. Yes. <laughs> it's like if you're if you think you need to be happy all the time and feeling sad is you think that something's wrong with you. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's gonna spiral. Mm-hmm. You're gonna continue to feel bad and you're gonna get wrapped up in the cycle that it's gonna be very hard for you to go out of. But yeah, sometimes yeah. the way out of it is just to surrender and be like, you know what? I'm going to be sad. Like, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's, there's, a, there's liberation in that. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, as you were just sharing that, I thought of like just a, another way to think about this is imagine like a best friend, like someone you are like you're, that is always there for you, that supports you, that is, is not trying to fix your problems, but it's just there with you when you're in challenging moments. You got to be that way for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it's powerful to have people like that in your life. And I believe it's necessary, but we also have to learn to be that place for ourselves as well. And I, there's a, there's a phrase that I absolutely love is that we need to learn to be a soft place for ourselves to fall. Mm-hmm. We need to be a soft place for ourselves to fall. And I love that because we, in our human experience, we fall, we have these experiences where we, it seems bad, you know, and I'm putting air quotes around that because it's really a part of evolution and growth, but it's, it's giving ourselves that space and loving ourselves just as if we were, you know, supporting a a best friend, a close friend of ours. And we're not trying to, you know, fix them or trying to get them out of it, but it's just sitting there with them and knowing that they're not alone and that it's going to be okay. Like we got to be there for ourselves that way. And like, when we do that, then like we grow our heart, we grow our, our compassion for ourselves that it's, it's, it's going to be okay. And that it's okay to feel how you're feeling. Yeah. So one other thing I wanted to say, and this may be a close out for that, unless you had some other things yeah. to share, but like, um, what I was thinking is like, at least like if, if you, if you listening to this needed this, allow Chris and I to be the ones to give you permission to not feel okay. Mm-hmm. Like take that as permission, like, and don't sit there. Like I, I wouldn't say like pitch a tent, you know, in these times, but walk through it. Like don't suppress it, but walk through it. So you're acknowledging those emotions. You're allowing yourself to be there, but you're not pitching a tent so that you're wallowing in that to, for months at a time. Unless maybe like, you know, you're, Chris, you were mentioning like, you know, the loss of someone. Like I was thinking about just in that case, like um, our mentor, Mary Morrissey, she lost a business that she had for like 20 some odd years. And so she walked the beach for like 90 days. She took three months of time mm-hmm. to like really just allow herself to feel what was feel like she was feeling. Um, and she said, I uh, just recently, she was sharing that again. And she said that like about halfway through was like, was like a turning point, but it was only because she was allowing herself to feel what was coming up. So like yeah. whatever amount of time you feel you need, but don't like you, you'll know, I really believe that we all know is like when we're, when we're just pitching a tent there and we're just wallowing in it, we're actually not moving through it. We can feel that, but just know that for yourself, but allow yourself to walk through it and, and don't beat yourself up for being there. Yeah. So allow us to be that permission granted for you to do that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing. Cause you were mentioning about, um, like growing your heart before. Yeah. Um, 
and again, something else in Chinese medicine, like the heart, the heart is the organ that processes all the emotions, even though all the emotions have an effect on different organs, the heart is the one that processes it all. And the heart is the organ that feels everything. And so when you allow yourself to feel the complete range of emotions, you're, you literally are allowing your heart more experiences. Like you're allowing your heart to grow because you're, it's, it, it, it's feeling different things. And it's like, it's involved in this human experience. So I really like love that. And I love what you said too, to attend the episode, just allowing, just it, me and Kevin giving you permission to feel sad if you need to or feel upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel big hug from us. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I'll say. But yeah, and, um, and as a reminder, once again, go, go listen to that episode on why negative thinking is good because that, that's, that's a really good companion for this episode, this, this particular episode as well. So yeah, good point. Yep. That said, we'll talk with you in another episode. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in and we really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, just connect with us on Instagram. You could always DM us at Kevin Francis Carton and at Chris J. Carton. And also, if you feel guided to, the one thing we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and leave us a review. This way we can reach more people and impact more lives with this amazing information. With that, we'll see you on the next episode.